0: Welcome to Ocean Onshore Podcast where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I met up with Dan and Sue of the North Mackay Sinkers who take a real keen interest in open water swimming up in North Queensland. at Balna Galwyn. We're in the Weir Mackay, well west of Mackay and I'm with Dan and Sue from the North Mackay Sinkers Masters Swimming Club. Just been out for, I would say, a beautiful swim. Definitely exceeded expectations and we had Sue on the stand-up paddleboard keeping guard, although I don't think that was really necessary, was it Dan? No, not at all. (laughs) It's a very, very safe place to swim. (laughs) This, uh, How would you describe the area that we're swimming in today? Uh, Well, it's on the
1: Pioneer River, uh, which is uh, known as the Blue River flowing through Mackay, and we're probably 20 kilometres from Mackay in the freshwater reach uh, above one of the weirs. So there's three weirs on the river, and uh, we're swimming in between the first and the second, Mm -hmm. so it's a nice, safe place to swim. It's all freshwater. Uh, It does get a bit cool, but it was a lovely temperature today. Mm. Absolutely
0: beautiful. Now tell me, I've heard this term a few times over the last couple of days in Mackay, a blue water river. My expectation is all water is kind of blue, but I guess is there something special about this particular river that it's called a blue water river? Well, Sue's probably got a better background yeah, on that.
2: Below Dumbleton Weir, it's actually got a sandy base, so that makes it incredibly blue. Um, not not as much up here, but it still has that blue appearance to it, yeah. So it's one of the few, I think, in Australia.
0: Hmm. Yeah, right. So down the, the bottom end, the sandy bottom is the main driver of the blue water. But up, as we get a bit further upstream, yeah. up into the yeah. weirs, not so blue.
2: Yeah. There's a big mix down there, too, because it's very tidal, so um, you've got salt water coming in as well.
0: Ah. Mm. And but this is completely fresh. Completely. And Jules and I were driving to Mackay, and we were thinking, gee, we're going to swim in this river. <laughs> and what does everyone think about swimming <laughs> in rivers up here? Uh, crocodiles. <laughs> crocodiles. Crocodiles. <laughs> crocodiles, but uh, you... You not told, up here. You told me there's none up here. I had to believe you, yeah. although I was slightly anxious jumping into the water, mm. and that wasn't made any easier uh, when one of the ladies paddling the kayak came past and said, I thought you guys were crocs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless there's a team of crocodile swimmers here, we don't know, but uh, no, definitely not. The um, first time you swim here, you do get a little bit anxious, but once you've been a few times, you realise um, that it is safe and just relax into the swim, and it's beautiful.
0: And so why aren't there crops here?
2: They can't get above the weir. They'd have to climb a long, long way up Mm. a concrete wall to actually get above. And there haven't been any sightings down in the other section of the the river for a long time either. And it's
1: quite canyon-like too. the 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 banks are quite steep there, and it's still fresh water below the weir, and within a few hundred metres it becomes brackish and then into true salt. So it's an interesting part of the river anyway, and there's actually people that swim below the weir uh, which does have access to the salt. Uh, There's a swimming hole there that people go to, but uh, it's deemed to be safe as well, so I think we're double safe up here. So is
0: this because the crocodiles around here are saltwater crocodiles and they don't enjoy or just don't swim in freshwater?
1: Oh, well saltwater crocs do get into freshwater environments. but not in this particular river because of the weeds. Um, but you will find them in fresh water, in places. So, like, if you, when you go further north, uh, you need to be more careful uh, in some of those areas. So, it's not mm. impossible to find them in lagoons
0: and those sorts of places,
1: particularly further north or in the Northern Likes. Territory.
0: Mm. Interesting. I kind of feel we're as swimmers in this particular weir. I'm not convinced you that we're a hundred percent sure that there's no crocs here. So. We're kind of daredevils, aren't we? Swimming in this type of thing. Do, is your friends and the people that you work with must think you're crazy.
2: Sometimes they say, you're what? You're going swimming in the river. I said, no, it's perfectly safe. Where we're going is fine. And they just shake their head, they don't understand. But a lot of them haven't been up here to experience it either because it's a very picturesque spot. You just have to look either way and it, it's just so pretty. Um, but it is, I think it's, it's as safe as. Uh, I wouldn't get in the water if I thought there was a croc around there anywhere.
0: And what about other swimming locations in the area?
1: Oh, well, I think we have a bit sport for them. Uh, we do predominantly come here because we can have a swim and uh, a bit of a social gathering too. So we'll often stay for a barbecue or something like that after we've had our swim. Uh, but uh, in, in addition to the pools, which is not open water swimming, of course, uh, we sometimes swim in the ocean, uh, depending what we might be training for. Uh, and there's other stretches of this river that you can swim in and there's several dams as well. Um, but we'd like to come here because it's uh, just a, such a pleasant spot.
0: And the sinkers, uh, the club's been around for a while?
1: Yes, well, um, I understand it formed in the early 90s, and the basis of, of was uh, there were some water polo players who were perhaps ending, m- moving towards the end of their, water polo career and they were thinking about what they could do so they got together and formed um, the North Mackay Sinkers Masters Swimming Club. Uh, there's probably a group of five or six of the, the founding members uh, that were there and that's how they come up with the name Sinkers because they thought we'll either sink or swim as a club and it's stuck ever since. So the full name's a mouthful but locally we're just known as the Sinkers which often brings a bit of a smile to people's faces for uh, a group of swimmers.
0: And with the seasons here and the, the heat and summer and the, and the water and all the things going on, how does the season look for open water swimming up here? When are you doing your training and when are the swims going on?
1: Well, I'd say the club itself is predominantly a pool-based group, uh, but there's a core of swimmers that do enjoy ocean swims. Mm. Um, so we hold a, a swim here, which is obviously freshwater, not ocean, uh, once a year. Uh, but otherwise, we would uh, participate in the Whitehaven swim, which is in the end of November every year. We also patronise the Townsville Open Water Swimming Association. They have a series of swims up there, and the main ones are magnetic to mainland swim. That's an eight kilometre swim, which a few of us have done either in a team or as a solo. Mm, they've and got one
2: tomorrow, haven't they? And yes, I've got swim. A, along
1: yeah, the we just yeah. In them. yeah, yeah. So um, there's not you probably sport for choice further south than you are up here for organised ocean swims, um, but we also swim in the ocean uh, as for training as well if we're doing events. Uh, we probably do three or four ocean swims, like competitive swims if we can call them that. So we travel down to Yapoon on Australia Day. There's the Fitzroy Frogs Triathlon Club that organise a swim there. I think it's at Emu Park or Yapoon, um, up to a 3K swim, so we often travel down for that but You've got to be prepared to get in a car to uh, to go to organised uh, ocean
0: swims. Mm. And how would you describe the makeup of of your swimming club? So you can cover that if you like.
2: Well, I think we've got a, a core group who basically swim all year. Um, some of us in a wetsuit when the water gets too cold, and and once the season starts again in another month or so, we'll see people start to to flow back into the club and and. Get some new members, so we've got a big mix. So I suppose youngest would be mid thirties to the oldest at ninety five. So there's a big mix of people and all levels. So it's it's a great club. It doesn't matter what your level of swimming is. Um, it's a very friendly and a social club as well. So it's it's great to be a part of.
0: With a predominantly pool based uh, master swimming club, what percentage of those swimmers would into open water is there kind of like a, a, a line down the middle of Or well, these people are just pool swimmers <laughs> they love the black line, and these ones are open water would prefer to be in open water but do the pool because they need the fitness well Mixture.
1: i think uh the pool is the most convenient place to, to swim here because there are stingers and a whole range of things that you need to be mindful about swimming in the ocean Uh, So we do most of our training. uh, But I'd say there's probably, uh, our club's round about 40 members, 35, Mm. 40 members, and there's probably 10 of those that are quite keen on ocean swimming. So um, we, the former team, will do solos and we'll train for those events. Um, The last solo one we did was a magnetic island swim to the mainland, which is eight kilometres. So that led to a little bit more training than we were Houston but uh, that's a great event as well Um, well worth attending but naturally it's been cancelled this year with the pandemic.
0: G'day, kia ora, I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about OceanFit. Back in 2009 OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi beach but now we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia, and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our swim scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend, or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. It's a tough environment up in North Queensland. You've got, you know, everything wants to kill you. you You've got stingers, you've got crocs, the sun is crazy.
2: Sun is a big thing, yes.
0: Does that make the people that live up here that much more tougher and resilient?
1: Uh, (laughs) It's hard to say, maybe. uh, I guess, look... Possibly. uh, Some of our club members who don't enjoy ocean swimming are probably a bit concerned about, um, firstly, their fitness or the fact that they're not following that line along. It's a bit harder to navigate. Um, Plus, of course, uh, there's critters in the water that you need to be mindful of. But, um, you know... I've never had a close encounter to be too concerned about. I've probably had more frights from uh, water hyacinth, which we bumped into today in the river, Mm. uh, as opposed to any real scares. But, I mean, uh, people can wear stinger suits if they're worried about um, jellyfish, for instance, and you don't swim in the high risk periods, which applies to other critters as well. So we don't swim too early in the morning, too late in the afternoon in the ocean.
2: And and a lot of, well, majority of our events are are pretty well manned with um, you know, people on kayaks, etc., to to monitor. They're going around beside the swimmers. So um, particularly Whitehaven, there's, there's quite a good um, control there where they've got a lot of people out in the water near the swimmers. So I, I, I felt safe. The um, very first ocean swim I did was only a couple of years ago and I was a bit nervous going in. I had a shark bands around my ankle. But... Um, it was exhilarating, the feeling of finishing that swim. Now, I wanted to, that time I only did the shorter distance and I thought, I wish I had done the 2K because I could have. I've still got plenty to go and I want I wanted to do more ocean swimming. <laughs> so um, from there, yeah, you just progress then and next year I'll do the bigger distance, um, travel up to Townsville to do the strand swim, travel to Cairns, do the, well, that's a, a freshwater, Lake Berean, that was lovely, big swim there on a cold day but no critters.
0: <laughs> so I gave you the opportunity to talk yourselves up and tell me how tough you are living up here. But you, could, you couldn't do it. You're too humble. <laughs> yes, well,
1: we, um, uh, we just enjoy swimming in the pool and the ocean, so it's, a, it's one of the benefits of the club, I guess. Um, like Sue said, you know, we've got some really good swimmers, mm-hmm. some younger swimmers, some older swimmers. It's a really good mix. Um, it's quite a supportive environment to, to mm-hmm. swim with other people as well. And normally if we do uh, some training in the ocean, we've either got a kayak or a few swimmers as well. Um, We usually swim at the Lifesavers area as well. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if we're any tougher. We might be just a little bit more blase perhaps, I'm not sure.
0: What is open water swimming here?
2: Freedom, freedom. Um, when, um, when we first went into shutdown with the pools being closed 25th of March, I wouldn't forget it because I swam that morning and I made it the best swim because I knew we didn't know how long they were going to be closed for. From there, I went to a tether in my backyard pool. Yes. Uh-huh. With, and then when it got colder, a wetsuit and a tether and, um, music, I had the, the swim P3 because it was just driving me nuts not to do that. Um, to try and look at just the bottom of a bathtub, basically, swing on the spot. It's so different. Um, and then a couple of girls and I organised to come out here for a swim one Sunday morning. And uh, it was fresh. The water was quite fresh because it was May, late May. But it was absolutely exhilarating. And we were, we were cautious. We did a big triangle out to the pylons, over to a buoy, back to the pontoon and we did that a couple of times I think we did that three times we got out of the water just feeling amazing just the the feeling of actually being able to stretch out and swim was fantastic um and just the beautiful water that we swam in it was so fresh and clear well not perfectly clear but it was just that feeling of again being able to just swim in this wide open space and it's the, the happy hormones get released. The endorphins are there, and we just all got out of the water and went, "Wow, that was brilliant!"
0: How about you, Dan? Do you get those endorphins released? Yeah. Look, um, you were talking about
1: tough, but we find we're a little bit wimpish when it comes to water temperature. Uh, we do nothing but moan and groan in the pool when <laughs> it fluctuates one degree or something. But um, when you come up here and through winter, uh, I'd say the water can get down to maybe 19, which is pretty. Pretty cool for for Northerners. Um, you get in and have a swim, and it's very invigorating. Uh, and like Sue's mentioned, it's a very pleasant spot. And if you're really keen, you can swim all the way down to the Weir and back. But that's like a ten k hike, so that's I wouldn't even do that in a push bike. Um, but we have swum from the Weir back on one occasion with the support of a boat. and It's a five k swim. It's an hour and three quarters for for most of us. Some are a bit quicker. Some are a bit slower. Um, and it's just a really pleasant place to swim.
0: You mentioned earlier that you may not really be a swimming club. You're more of a...
1: Coffee club. Yeah, so we do have some people who through winter, because our normal facility where we train is a club, uh, which is a school pool, uh, gets closed for the winter session. Um, so they drop out, and they don't like cold water and all those sorts of things. But we always, when we do swim through winter, we always post where we're going to go for a coffee. So we might have several swimmers and six or eight people joining us for coffee. So we always build in a, a coffee, a coffee break after the events.
0: Mm. And the masters swimming clubs are quite social in their nature, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah, quite so. Uh, it's very supportive. Um, if you do go away for a, a pool-based event. Um, you're only swimming against people that would be of your similar ability so if you're swimming a 200 metre race and you can swim it in 3 minutes you'll only have people that can swim a little bit quicker and a little bit slower so uh, you could be swimming against somebody much older or somebody much younger who might have just joined So um, and I think you find when people first join our club or any Masters club they're reluctant to go to a, a swim meet because they're concerned that maybe their swimming's not up to standard but Rest assured, there's plenty of people slower and plenty of people quicker, and it's quite amazing to see actually older swimmers doing some really incredible times. I've classed myself as quite an average swimmer, um, but I've seen some older swimmers that crack out a pretty good pace, swimming in the last heat in a 50-meter freestyle or butterfly, and they're doing under 30 seconds. Mm.
0: So it's for someone really who's good. come into open water swimming, maybe it's during this COVID period, maybe they've come in and just enjoying ocean swimming but they and they hear about master swimming clubs, why Why do you think they should come and join a club?
1: Uh, mostly because of the social aspect. Yeah. Um, we don't um, mind stopping at the end of the lane to have a chat.
0: <laughs> and,
2: but it, it is a very supportive environment. Like, you, it, I know at one stage there I had a sore shoulder, so I was given help and advice um, on, well, I can see what you're doing there. You know, you, this one's coming in too short, et cetera. So guidance on stroke. We've got a coach as well to give us help and set us programs. So it's always good to have programs to follow because it, it does, you know, rather than just swing up and down following that black line, if you, you set yourself a program, then it's, you know, it's something that you might have to push yourself a little bit harder, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. That's the beauty of it. If you just want to get in and, and do a few laps, that's fine. If you want to push yourself, the ability is there to push yourself as well. So it is it is for everyone. It really is. So I'd encourage anyone to come along when our season starts again, too.
0: So if you're not a speedster, you can still go to the competitions. And if you just do yeah. a heat and swim your, swim your event, yeah. it's, you're just still part of it. And, That's it. The and there's always is amazing. coffee
1: afterwards.
2: There's always coffee. <laughs> there
0: always is.
1: I, I guess uh, I'd like to say also that uh, the pool swims and the ocean swims work t- well together. Um, Was the club will pick events to go to, whether it's Whitehaven or the Swim Around Keppel event or the Magnetic Island. Uh, We'll always post for those people uh, that are keen on entering that, so you can do it as a solo or a team. Um, So the team of four that went to the Swim Around Keppel, uh, once we'd formed that group, uh, we made sure we got our training in, which was mostly in the pool but then we organise our ocean swims uh, because you, you obviously need to swim in the ocean mm-hmm. prior to an event. You need to get used to the the buoyancy, uh, the wave action and not following that black line. So you've got to do a bit of sighting, uh, which is important because um, magnetic to the mainland is an eight kilometre swim. Swim mm-hmm. around Keppels 20, whether you're doing it in a team or not, you really do want to swim the straightest line possible. So mm-hmm. you need to get out into that ocean and do that training as well. So sort of uh, leads the pool leads to the ocean and the ocean sort of takes you back to the pool if you just want to get in and, and do some distance without uh, relocating for a, an ocean swim
2: and in the middle we've got the beautiful river to train in mm. you're very lucky mm. we think so yeah
0: from the pool to the ocean to the river to the coffee to yeah. the coffee <laughs> all right guys thanks so much for uh, being a part of this podcast dan sue it's been great to swim with you here today and Just great to know about a little bit more about tropical Queensland.
1: Yeah, welcome to the tropics. Thank you. Thank you.